Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the following program is sponsored by prayers heard in heaven god wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world god wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family in your workplace in the nation Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God is searching for intercessors, and He's calling you. Will you answer the call? If you answer, you will step into a dimension of prayer that is so powerful, a dimension where you will see answers to prayer as never before. The level of prayer that you will achieve by having an intimate relationship with God is going to bring you answers as you've never seen before. Today, I'm going to tell you how to begin the journey as an intercessor for the Lord. Join him in his invincible army and intercede between heaven and earth. God wants to change your faith today. He wants you to see him as he is. Faith can work differently as he gives revelation And he is going to empower you today. The triumphance of faith in Hebrews 11, 1 to 2. Now, faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. Now, some people can pray and believe they have it. They pray and they can wait to see the manifestation of it. And others pray and believe and they take possession of what they have prayed for through their faith. They pray and they begin singing songs and quoting psalms to themselves. They take full possession of what they have prayed for by faith. They completely believe that what they have prayed for, they have it now, right when they have prayed. When someone I pray for doesn't really believe God for their healing, the Lord will usually minister to them through the prayer. Just this past Saturday, a young man who had been very ill needed prayer. And I could sense the spirit of death on him when he called me. He had been to the ER and he was diagnosed with a stomach flu. You'd think that was you know, something he would just get over. He returned home. However, he grew increasingly worse in pain and suffering. So his sister said, why don't you just call Valerie? Why don't, why don't you just call and get prayer? And she had to coax him just a bit to do that. 
Well, as I was praying for him, the Holy Spirit took over the prayer and I began quoting promises from God in the prayer, promises of healing. I remember praying for abundant life. I remember saying, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant life, Lord, isn't sickness and pain and suffering. Abundant life is health and life and strength. Oh, Lord, give him abundant life. That's part of what I remember because the Holy Spirit was doing the praying. But those are the some of the words that was coming out of my mouth. I knew then that the Lord was ministering to him for his faith. May I call to your remembrance what Jesus spoke when he called Lazarus, the dead man, back to life. Here's the account of what happened that day. Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus, who had been dead for four days now. Jesus said, take away the stone. John eleven forty one to 44. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I know you. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. So Jesus spoke to God to stir the belief in the people, not for himself. The Bible says when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Lazarus was risen from the dead. So as I was praying, this young man's faith was elevated to believe God for his healing as he heard the words that the Lord was giving me to speak. How do I know at the close of the prayer? Because he was still weak and he was still sick, but he was grateful for the prayer. That's how I know the Lord had touched him with his faith. On the next day, which was Sunday, he called me praising God, glorifying God for his healing. His voice was so full of joy. He sounded like the man at the gate, beautiful, that Peter had said, rise up and walk. And the man leaped up and his ankles and his legs became strengthened. And he was just full of joy. And he went in the temple telling everybody what had taken place. That's the way this young man sounded on Sunday. He called me. And when I picked up the phone, he said, Valerie. It's me, Edward. And I'm telling you, he sounded so full of joy. I was like, you're healed. You're good. You're all right. He was so excited. This young man was happy to be healed. His voice was filled with joy. It was as though he was leaping on the inside with joy. Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God And please him for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. This young man had enough, even a small amount of belief that he could be healed. Healing, deliverance, prophecy will flow through you in this due season as an intercessor. You will live under a prophetic anointing. The conquest is on. And that's the title of today's message. Christ is about to appear in all of his glory. I hear the Lord saying, prepare ye the way for the coming of the Lord. Prepare your heart. By the heart of the intercessor, the world will be moved. By the heart of the intercessor, this world will come to know the mighty power of God. The intercessor, God is calling or going to pray under a mandate of prayer. 
a mandate, a call from God to assault the powers of darkness that are trying to prevail and completely take over this world. There is a sword that you possess. It's a two-edged sword. One edge of the sword is the word of God, and the other edge is the flames of fire that come out of your mouth when you speak the word. It's a two-edged sword, and it cuts down strongholds at the root that Satan has set up. Are you hearing me? God's power moves mightily for those who are engaged in an intimate relationship, a close relationship with him. A relationship is intimate when one can count on another. When each talks and the other listens, a relationship where needs are met, each supports one another's causes because they have the same goals. They are united and bound by love. Time is of utmost importance to the one who is in intimate relationship with another. The time that they spend, they cherish. Two parties involved in an intimate relationship do not violate the laws or the rules of that relationship without repenting and apologizing. They are truly bound by love and a mutual respect. God is calling the church to step into this relationship with him. It is a relationship of tremendous power. God wants to empower you. Moses' intimate relationship with God brought the power of heaven on earth for the children of Israel. Moses had a powerful, intimate, close relationship with God. And God did mighty works and miracles through Moses. Moses' rod turned into a serpent in Exodus 4, 2 and 3. The serpent was transformed into a rod, Exodus 4, 4. Moses' hand was turned to leprosy, Exodus 4 and 6. Moses' hand was healed of leprosy, Exodus 4, 7. The rod was turned into a serpent, Exodus 4, 30. The serpent was turned into a rod, Exodus 4 and 30. Moses' hand was healed of leprosy. The Nile River was changed in the blood. He caused the frogs to die, Exodus 8 and 8 to 15. Death came to the firstborn of Egypt, the 10th plague, and the firstborn of Israel was exempt from that death, Exodus 11, 7 to 10. Moses made a path through the Red Sea, and it became as dry ground, Exodus fourteen twenty one to 22. Moses was a great intercessor for God and the power of almighty God moved through Moses and the children of Israel witnessed the magnificent power of God. Heaven is gearing up. God is rallying his forces of intercessors to wage war for the nation and the nations of the world. This is the due season where you will dominate by the power of intercessory prayer. And nothing will be able to stop the power of your prayers. The intercessor will not be resisted by the enemy, for God is raising up another standard. His power is coming like a flood. God is putting on his armor. Oh, you didn't know that he had armor, did you? Well, watch this. Isaiah 59, 14 to 19. Justice is pushed back. Doesn't that sound like our world today? And righteous behavior stands far away. The truth has fallen in the city square and integrity cannot enter. Yes, truth is missing. And he who turns away from evil makes himself a prey. Now the Lord saw it 
and it displeased him that there was no justice. And he saw there was no man. And he was amazed that there was no one to intercede on behalf of truth and right. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to him. His own righteousness sustained him. For he, the Lord, put on righteousness like a cloak of armor and salvation, a helmet on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and covered himself with zeal and great love for his people as a cloak. As their deeds deserve, so he will repay wrath to his adversaries, retribution to his enemies. And to the islands and coastlands, he will repay. So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. He will come in like a narrow rushing stream with the breath of the Lord dries, overwhelming the enemy. God is a powerful. He is powerful and in interceding. The Holy Spirit will intercede through you and do the mighty works of the Lord. The intercessor is holy. As the Father is holy. The great intercessor is the Holy Spirit. He intercedes with groaning and utterances that no man can comprehend. Oh, the cry of our hearts must be, Lord, make me an intercessor. The intercessor is obedient to the written word of God. An example, Christ is the greatest intercessor that walked the earth. The intercessor is obedient to the living word of God. When he intercedes in prayer, as Christ walked the earth, he interceded for sinners in between the heaven and the earth. The intercessor will forsake his own goals for God. Isn't that what Christ did? The conquest is on. Man is stepping into the most powerful season of all time. What will it bring? It will bring the power of Almighty God upon the earth. What will it bring about the power of prayer? The intercessor will dominate this season for the next 10 years. That's what's about to happen. A 10-year Passover season is taking place. The warrior season is about to begin. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on your armor as God put on his armor. Get all sin out of your life. Prepare for your assignment. Warrior of God, rise up in the power of Almighty God, for the conquest is on. Put on the same war garments that God puts on. Isaiah 59, 15. God puts on his conquest armor. God saw that there was no intercessor, and he won the battle on his own. It's time. And he's calling the remnant church. I hear the Lord saying, come with me and I will show you power mightier than anything that you have ever known. God is calling forth the remnant church. He is going to empower them to pray strategic warfare prayers. These prayers will go to into a deep spiritual dimension. They will call upon heaven's Live powers as they Every fall Saturday under the spiritual anointing of prayer. By calling These intercessors, their hearts will be so full of compassion for salvation. Nothing will stop them from praying. Nothing will prevent their prayers from breaking through for the world. Their prayers will be a mighty assault weapon against powers of darkness the burden for salvation and the great commission it will unsettle the world as they pray the world will be shaken 
God is calling intercessors to take their position and his invincible army. The earth will experience the power of almighty God through their prayers. Now, God is calling you to take these steps to be an intercessor for the Lord. These are the main six steps to take to begin that journey of intercessory prayer. The intercessor stands in the gap between heaven and earth. The intercessor is the one who stands in the place of the one who committed the sin. The intercessor is the one that stands in place of them. And the intercessor negotiates between God and the sinner. The intercessor negotiates between God and the world. The intercessor negotiates between God and the nation that he's in. The intercessor negotiates between God and the nations of the entire world. The intercessor is ready for a conquest. The intercessor is ready to go forth in a powerful position to wage war for the kingdom of heaven. And God is calling you today to take these six steps to a powerful life of intercessory prayer. The first step is set aside a time to pray a specific time where you meet God. And I'll tell you a powerful time to meet him is early in the morning before everyone else rises up. Jesus was found early in the temple. He would go off by himself to pray and to seek his time with the Lord. Remember, he said, I only do what I see the father doing. He said the words he spoke were not his own, but the words that he spoke was what the father had given him. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. But that's where God wants us to be today, to be powerful intercessors. How will we see what the father is doing He will give you revelation in prayer. The first step is to set aside that specific time to pray and be on time to prayer. And the Holy Spirit will meet you there. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. God is a king. He is royalty. Do not be late. Learn to press your way to be on time to prayer. It is a golden key to power in prayer. If your time to meet God is 6 a.m., don't come dragging in at 6.05, at 6.03, at 6.15, at 6.18, and a different time every day. The angels will not know what time to expect you. Remember, they're not all-knowing like God. Once you set that time, be on time and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. You'll have power in prayer that other people don't have. And they'll wonder, how does she get those prayers answered? How does he pray such powerful prayers? He knows how to meet God, meet him with respect, meet him as an authority, meet him as the almighty, meet him on time. He's a king. Don't be late. The second step to intercessory prayer. Rend your heart, for out of the heart come the issues of life. Purify your soul. Repent, repent, repent. That's how we prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Forgive yourself of past mistakes and failures and forgive others where they have failed you or hurt you. Forgive them. Rend your heart. Repent. And the third step, be holy 
as your Father in heaven is holy. Obey his written word. Obey the spirit of the Lord as it convicts your spirit. Walk according to the word of God. And the fourth step, love is the master key to heaven. Love your brother as yourself. And the fifth step, cry out to God. Lord, give me the spirit of prayer. Lord, give me a burden to pray for the nation and the nations of the world. You see, you cannot come under a burden of intercessory prayer on your own. You cannot do it in the natural. It is something that the Holy Spirit, God sends forth his spirit, and he puts a burden on you to pray for the nation and the nations of the world. It's not something we can do of our natural self. The burden to pray for the nation and the nations of the world is from the Holy Spirit. It's a burden that he lays on that soul. Lord, lay a prayer anointing up on my life to intercede between heaven and earth. Lord, give me a burden of prayer to pray for the nation and the nations of the world. And number six, Lord, give me the spirit of prayer. Lord, give me the spirit of prayer. Cry out until you receive the spirit of prayer and do not stop until you have it. Keep on going back to God in prayer until you have an anointing and that anointing falls on you. You will then be able to go before God and you will weep with moaning and groaning. You will weep before the Lord and you will pray mighty prayer for the nations and lost souls to come into the kingdom of God. The two-edged sword is about to strike. The sword has one edge is the word of God and the second edge. Remember, it is coming from your mouth as fire of the Holy Spirit. That's the two-edged sword that God uses to cut down the enemy's strongholds, to cut down his plan and his strategies, to assault the kingdom of darkness. It's the two-edged sword that's in your mouth. Let's pray over the nation. Oh, Father, give us this nation as it belongs to you. We bind every demonic force coming against this nation. We bind Satan's ability to deceive this nation. We lose a spirit of adoption over this nation. We say that hundreds and thousands of souls and new believers, those that are back sitting, are coming to you, Lord, and their spirit will cry, Abba, Abba, Daddy God. Revival is stirring in the spirit realm in the hearts of the church. We speak it now in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak the church is a tree of righteousness producing good fruit and walking in victory and the miraculous power and the faith of God. We stand together in prayer. We stand between heaven and earth and we intercede for our nation and the nations of the world in the mighty name of Jesus. May revival set fire to the church and the churches of the world and may it go out as revival comes to this world. Oh, in Jesus mighty name. Amen. God is calling forth intercessors that will pray under a prophetic prayer anointing 
they will prophesy of things to come. He's setting up watchmen on the tower who can see afar off what is up ahead. And they know that they must give the announcement and a cry like a town crier of what is coming that the people may know and they may prepare themselves for the coming of the Lord. God's calling you today to be a mighty intercessor. And maybe you feel weak and insignificant. Maybe you don't have a lot of finances and you're not walking in abundance of material things. But remember, neither was Gideon when God sent an angel to call him and the angel called him a mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, what me? I'm from the poorest family, you know, in the whole land. And and even my family thinks nothing of me. I'm really no one. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. But that's what Gideon was saying. I'm telling you, Though you may feel weak and insignificant, though you may feel you are poor or maybe you are rich, it doesn't matter. But God is calling intercessors today to intercede for the nation and the nations of the world. His eyes are moving to and fro, watching the earth for one that he can show himself strong to. God is going to manifest his mighty power to the world and souls are going to come into the kingdom as never before. God is calling the great intercessors. The conquest is on. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.